Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The latest tips and equipment to improve your game. The latest from the leaderboards and your favorite courses. This is Golf in the Northwest, an action-packed hour about everything golf. Now, here's your host for Golf in the Northwest, Jason Swigard. And a fine good morning to you all. Looks like Mother Nature is finally going to accept the fact that it is golf season. Drier days, warmer days uh, coming on the calendar. So hopefully, and I noticed by, uh, I tried to grab a tee time uh, this morning, or for this morning, friend was wanting to get together to play. Boy, the the morning's booked this morning. So, uh, but we did we did find a spot. So, headed straight out up to Camas Meadows. I'll be excited to see how uh, they're doing. Uh, thanks again to uh, to Pat McCabe, our good buddy, uh, with the Amex uh, on the PGA Tour, and uh, was out at uh, Oswego Lake in the driving rain on Wednesday. Haven't been that wet for quite some time, but we got around. Greens are in great shape. Yeah. I was with my people. I hear you. Yeah. You know, Will. You know those OLCC types. Oh, every time. What's OLCC? Oswego Lake Country Club. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 100%. We had a great time, though. Uh, we had a great time. And so uh, hopefully we'll uh, we'll be able to, to get back out there when it's a little drier. I've been in that club once. Yeah. That's it. When I was a kid. Okay. That's all I can remember that place. It had been a while since Sits I had uh, been there. I'd played there in some charity yeah. tournaments uh, a number of years back. But yes. uh but no. They're doing some nice things. They're uh they're in construction trying to put a little practice uh, short short practice area in. Those are going in more and more places. Uh as people understand that's where you score 100 yards in. And we'll talk to uh we we got a busy show. So we're going to have to get after it because the LPGA, first major of the season, the Chevron Championship at a brand new venue. Gabby Herzig uh, covers uh, golf, uh, breaking and trending news for SI Golf. She's going to hop on in less than 10 minutes. So we'll find out what's going on down there. Uh, Why aren't we seeing some of the more known American names uh, winning yet this season? And uh, we may be seeing the next great American superstar uh, in Lilia Vu, Vu, V-U, Vu. Uh, She won earlier, got her first win on the LPGA Tour in Thailand. She's up at the top of the leaderboard, and she might be ready to uh, go on a run 
and be the next great American star on the LPGA Tour. Uh, and then at 840, uh, we're going to talk to Ross Kakula, who is Director of Instruction down at Arrowhead Country Club out in Malala. Um, he's worked at Bandon. He's worked at Oswego Lake. Uh, but he is already conducted uh, one of the programs. PGA Hope is a nationwide uh, PGA of America initiative that's a program uh, designed specifically for veterans of the military using golf as a vehicle to help them reacclimate to civilian life. Um, and so we're going to learn a little bit about that program uh, for veterans out there or families of veterans uh, looking for ways to to help them with all of the different issues that come with returning to civilian life. Uh, maybe there's a way to sponsor the program. There are clinics going on as a four to six week program. So it's not just a one day thing. Uh, it's an ongoing thing. We'll talk to Ross about some of the training that the PGA guys have had uh, specifically for the military to be able to adapt a program for them and some of the results that they're already seeing. Uh, the Pac-12 championships for the women were earlier this week. The Ducks finished second, so we'll uh, get an update on them, what they're looking at before the regionals and the NCAA championship as well. But as always, we start by going inside the ropes. It's time for an insider's look at the leaderboards, the latest on all tours, plus local golf events and golf news. This is Inside the Ropes, part of Golf in the Northwest. Four tours uh, in action this week. The Champions Tour uh, is in Irving, Texas. They're playing the Las Colinas Country Club. Uh, Round two is underway. Mark Hensby is your leader at nine under. But uh, if you ever wanted to root for a guy, Rob Labritz, is uh, currently in second, six under. This is a career PGA Club pro um, out of the upstate, out, out of the New York metropolitan area. There, uh, he did qualify. I think seven different times, seven or eight different times as a club pro for the PGA Championship. Uh, he, one year, I think it was 2019. He was the only club pro to make the cut. He was the low club pro but then upon turning 50 went to q school for the champions tour qualified he's out there looking for his first victory and so uh this is a guy that has uh lived the club pro life that lived the game loved the game trying to teach the game and now he's got a chance uh to uh, go out and kind of live out a dream playing professionally for a living getting his tour card would love to see him get his first championship right now three off the pace at six under dickie pride kirk triplett alex cheka all at five under par corn ferry tour is in florida the lake com sun closed sun coast classic lakewood ranch florida we had a 59 yesterday the eighth time there has been a sub 60 round on the corn ferry tour mac meissner pulled it off a bogey free 12 under 59 including an eagle on the final hole he went seven under in his last seven holes but he still finds himself four off the lead 16 under kevin doherty uh is there uh, 13th on the Corn Ferry points list, but Meissner uh, pulling it off with a 59. And they are going low again this morning. Uh, Pearson Cootie uh, is 7 under through 11. Shad Tootin 6 under through 17. So 
It is uh, they're tearing it up. Meissner went 71-59 in his first two rounds to get to 12 under par. Tommy Ganey, two gloves there at 12 under par as well. Uh, our man Alistair Doherty did not make the cut, had a rough first round of 74, tried to bounce back with a 69, but came up short at plus one. So he will continue his quest right now around 90th on the points list. So uh, he will... It's a big week. It's the reshuffle week. So everybody's scrambling for position uh, to put themselves, make sure that they get into the next set of events, trying to find a way, get in that top 30, get their tour cards. It's the, the only team event of the season on the PGA Tour. They are in New Orleans for the Zurich Classic, uh, TPC Avondale there, and uh, a little bit of rain but they've got it going. Wyndham Clark, the former Oregon Duck, paired with Bo Hostler from Texas. Uh, they have grabbed the lead 16 under par. They'll tee off a little bit later this morning. they got a one-shot lead right now over Doc Redman and Sam Ryder, uh, Keith Mitchell, Sung J M. They are an interesting pairing as well. Uh, Keith Mitchell, long off the tee. Kashmir Keith is his nickname, which is fantastic. Uh, and then Sung Jae with his ridiculous ridiculously accurate iron play Uh, they are the team to watch I think everybody's rooting though for Matthew Fitzpatrick after he got the win in a three-hole playoff at RBC Heritage last week over Jordan Spieth Jordan had a couple of putts uh, earlier to try to win it couldn't do it but he's playing with his brother Alex and Alex if they get a victory if they can have a day today in uh, best ball tomorrow it'll be alternating shot to finish things up but Alex, who is has turned professional, trying to make his way on the European, t- the DP World Tour, maybe the PGA, get to the Corn Ferry Tour. But a win, both players get their two-year exemption. Obviously, Matthew Fitzpatrick has a, uh, already established himself winning his first major last season. Uh, but that would be quite uh, an achievement, playing with your brother. They are one under through four right now, trying to uh, get their move on moving day. And that'll be fun to watch. They will pick up, uh, they are already going, I believe, on Golf Channel this morning. ESPN Plus has coverage as well. And then CBS will pick that up later today, probably around noon with coverage there. But the first major going on on the LPGA Tour. Let's come back. We're going to talk to Gabby Herzig, who is covering it for SI Golf. Get her thoughts on the new venue. Are they going to be able to carry some of the traditions over? Jumping into Poppy's Pond was always a big deal out at Mission Hills on the Dinosaur course, but now they are uh, just outside of Houston uh, at a new course. How's it going? And where are all the top Americans so far this season? As we get going, it's Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. 8-11 here this morning. Golf in the Northwest. Yes, the rain is finally relenting. Looks like uh, we'll finally have some 70-degree days, so it's posting season here in the Northwest. Time to get out there and get it swinging. But if you're still indoors uh, watching the first major of the season going on for the LPGA Tour, uh, you used to know it as the Nabisco Dinosaur Classic, the ANA Inspiration. It is now the Chevron Championships, and it has moved from its original home out in Mission Hills to the Carlton Woods course in the Woodlands, Texas. We are pleased now to be joining us from SI Golf. You can find her on Twitter at Gabby Herzig, H-E-R-Z-I-G, the proud alum of Sage Hen Golf at Pomona Pitzer, where she was a four-year player and a senior captain. Gabby Herzig, good morning. Thanks so much for hopping on with us. Good morning, Jason. Thank you so much for having me. Well, uh, just a little bit uh, about you. I saw from your Twitter feed you had your your radio debut with the PGA channel over, or was that yesterday? How did it go? Did you survive? Yes, I survived, thank, thankfully. Um, this is definitely, I'm definitely all the radio opportunities are somehow coming at the exact same time, but I'm happy to keep doing it. It was a blast. Um, anytime I can talk about golf, I will jump on the opportunity. So. Well, fantastic. Well, we are uh, pleased you're joining us. Your current piece up, uh, kind of a recap of round two, uh, talking about Lilia Vu and Nelly Korda um, overcoming. You know, when you go to majors, we saw it with the uh, the Masters. John Rahm goes out, double bogeys the first hole, and gets all fired up, and then goes on to to win in dramatic fashion. And major championships being more about overcoming obstacles, limiting the damage when you do get yourself into trouble uh, as opposed to being perfect. Uh, what so far have you thought of this Chevron championship, uh, the leaderboard? Some good names up there. Nice to see Nelly up there. Brooke Henderson's been playing great. And Lilia Vu, what's been your assessment so far through two rounds? Yeah, definitely. It was interesting to hear them both kind of echo that exact quote about, you know, accepting the bogeys, accepting the mistakes at um, especially such a difficult venue as the club at Carlton Woods, uh, Jack Nicholas design. Obviously, it's a new track for all these women. So they're all getting used to it. And like Nellie and Lilia said, it's kind of competing in a major is all about bouncing back from those setbacks. And like you like you said just now about John Rahm, he started with a four putt on the first hole of the Masters and went on to win. And But he had that championship winning mentality that, you know, never give up. Golf isn't a game of perfect. That's one of my favorite quotes by um, the great golf psychologist, Bob Rotella. So that was definitely a trend that I pointed out in some of these players' post-round interviews, just navigating the challenges of a new venue. Um, but yeah, the Chevron Championship has been amazing to watch so far. I think um, all these women are really 
enjoying the kind of fresh scenes in Houston. Um, and at the top of the leaderboard, we have Aylin Kim, who has actually won a major championship in Houston before at the U.S. Open. So that's going to be a great storyline heading into the weekend. Well, let's start with the course first. Obviously, uh, this particular major meant so much to the LPGA over the years. Uh, it was really it was a special event. It was all theirs. Um, really celebrated the women's game, uh, but uh, it was hard for them when Nabisco left uh, to keep sponsors. Uh, it was early in the season, and so it was uh, you know they needed to play it down there earlier than later before the weather became unbearable. Uh, but we know about the traditions of Poppy's Pond and and the pl- winning player and caddy jumping in after winning the championship. How has the new venue been received, the change in the calendar by the women on the tour, and how has the course and, and the tournament gone about trying to keep some of the traditions that made this major so special? Yeah, definitely. I think anytime a new sponsor comes in and is willing to help inflate the purse, to, I think it was a 60% increase this year to $5 million purse, um, I mean, I, I don't blame the tour for just completely jumping on that. It's really amazing to see um, the LPGA have a lot more prize money coming in and sponsors this year, some historic purses um, for these women that very much deserve it with the deep level of talent that's out there right now. But, yeah, the the traditions, obviously, at the ANA of, you know, jumping in Poppy's Pond um, as the winner, that it looks like they're going to try to continue that legacy. Um, there's been a dock installed on the pond off of the 18th green, which is also a par five at the club at Carlton Woods. Um, but it looks like it's going to be optional for the winner, whether they want to jump in or not. Um, it's kind of been circulating a bit on social media, but they've installed some netting at the bottom of the pond to make sure that gators don't get into that area. <laughs> Apparently they have tested the waters to make sure there are no bacteria floating around in there so it's it's a little bit risky i would say it's not the you know chlorinated pools that yeah. mission hills had installed off the 18th green that kind of made all the players feel very comfortable but um i we've heard a couple a couple girls talk about it this week and a few are like oh i would definitely jump in no questions asked and others were a little bit hesitant i would say well we saw um, christina kim have to i don't know if it was the same pond but we saw yeah. her get in there uh she she put one inside the penalty area on the side of the hill and uh managed to get out of there okay i know i saw that i was laughing because everyone's been talking about the snakes and the alligators and the ponds this week and apparently after the round she mentioned that she scanned the area pretty well before she decided to hit the shot, which I think is definitely necessary out in Houston. <laughs> Chatting here with Gabby Herzig from Sports Illustrated Golf uh, on Twitter, at Gabby Herzig, H-E-R-Z-I-G. Uh, so you look, uh, how was the course, though, held up? Uh, Mission Hills uh, was iconic, uh, but a lot of players with a lot of experience there knew that like the back of their hand. You mentioned new courts, new uh kind of even playing field for everybody how have they taken to the course uh, so far from you know what you kind of heard through the grapevine mm-hmm. yeah we've heard a bunch of players talk about how it's really impossible to compare these two venues just because of how different they are we've got new grass in houston um totally different layout we, we've heard a lot of players talk about um the demand off the tee working the ball both ways and really forcing players to kind of use their imagination and and put themselves in the best position in the fairway in order to have even a shot at getting a birdie look 
Um, we've also heard a couple of people talk about how narrow the greens are and how tricky the slopes are. And um, you really have to position yourself in the right place with some of these tricky pin locations and, and tough bunkers surrounding the greens. Um, but yeah, I think definitely they're, they're, they got a lot of rain and on Friday morning, the tee times were delayed a couple of hours, but it looks like the course is holding up great. Um, a lot of ladies were taking to social media to praise the greenskeeping crew for getting everything together so quickly on Friday morning to get them back out there. So it seems like um, it's being really well received so far, even though it's definitely a challenging venue. I think a lot of these women really welcome that challenge. Well, and you would hope you would have that for a major championship. You look at the leaderboard, you mentioned Aylin Kim, uh, a major winner, but Lilia Vu at seven under, one back. I think she's been... Uh, the talk so far of the LPGA Tour won for the first time at Thailand earlier this year. This was a player that was ranked as the number one amateur while she was at UCLA a few years back. Thought she would have immediate success going to the Tour. It didn't happen right away. COVID got in the way, as it did for a lot of players. Uh, Mm -hmm. But she just seems uh, a very, very delightful personality, um, but had to... She seemed like one where golf was everything as she was going up uh, through the amateur ranks through college and uh, discovered that she needed to keep a little bit better perspective and, and upon gaining it, now was just ready to thrive. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed reading her um, transcript from her post-round interview yesterday. She obviously had an incredibly decorated amateur career. Um, UCLA, she was a star player there. You mentioned she was the number one amateur in the world for 31 weeks until she turned pro. And the only reason why that reign ended was because she decided to turn pro. Um, She was also a member of the U.S. Curtis Cup team in 2018, where they won in dominant fashion at um, Quaker Ridge Country Club. And I was actually there on site and remember kind of watching her and saying, you know, this girl's going to really be something someday. But it took her a while. It, pro-life really, I think, hits you right on sometimes. Um, being Playing in college is so different than being out there on your own, traveling week to week. You don't have a team surrounding you. You don't have school as kind of that distraction to keep you from thinking about um, golf all the time. But, yeah, she, she's definitely gotten things together mentally, it seems like. Um, she talked about how during COVID she was reading a lot of self-help books and um, – you know, really putting in the work to get her in a better place with her mental game and not treating every mistake as a life or death scenario. And I think that's really, really served her well, clearly, because she's, she's, I think, come in the top 15 in all of her starts this season, plus her first ever LPGA victory, which has obviously got her locked up for a couple years now. Um, so she's in a comfortable spot. Her game is clearly um, tiled in right now. So I think she's Definitely, definitely someone to watch this weekend. So the the start of the LPGA calendar uh, is a little disjointed. Obviously, the PGA Tour has it. I mean, they're locked in pretty much every week. For them, it's like, okay, where do I take a week off? They're dealing with these designated elevated events now, trying to figure out, at least for the top players, okay, if I got to play in these so I can get into another pot of money at the end of the season how do where do i take a break for the lpga do they have enough have they have enough consistent competitive play the way that it's set up going into the first major from your perspective as as a former collegiate player yeah that's a good question i haven't really thought about it but now that i now that i do think about it, it's definitely a little bit more sparse than what the pga tour guys have set up for them um 
And I know one player who really hasn't played that much this year has been Lexi Thompson. Um, this, this major, the first major of the year was only her third start of the calendar year. She played in Saudi Arabia and then she played at the drive on championship in Arizona where she missed the cut. And now she's just missed another cut. So um, we heard her talk about some wrist issues at the beginning of the week, but Clearly, it's taken some of these players a bit of time to kind of warm up, I would say, and get into that mid-season form. Um, another one that comes to mind is Jennifer Cupcho, the defending champion this week. She's definitely had a, a bit of a rocky start to her season and, and then missed the cut again here. So maybe that is something for the LPGA to look to next year and maybe adding in a couple more events um, in the early season. But at the same time, these women have such a packed schedule going for them for the rest of the summer especially these next couple of months, U.S. Women's Open coming up. The PGA Championship is at um, Baltus Roll in New York, an amazing major venue, and then U.S. Open at Pebble Beach. So they have a lot to look forward to, and maybe the, maybe the sparse play in the early season is for good reason. No question. And you throw in a couple of those tournaments are over in Southeast Asia, so that always, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like the you know PGA where they're in, California and Arizona for a month and a half. So a uh, couple of names that we see that are very familiar on top of the leaderboard. Brooke Henderson's at six under, as is Nelly Corda. Uh, Brooke's got a victory this season. Uh, she seems poised maybe to go on a run where she has one of those special uh, Lorena Ochoa seasons, uh, a Lydia Co season with a major, maybe two and six wins. Uh, is Nelly completely healed from that, that blood clot issue uh, at about this time last year that she was really uh, concerned about? It seems like she's got it all back together. Yeah, it seems like it to me. I don't think she's talked about any pain recently. And obviously looking at her swing, I mean, I, I don't know about you guys, but I could watch her swing golf club you know a million times over it's genuinely mesmerizing so she looks to be in great form I think she just has talked about a couple blips here and there a couple three putts that she needs to kind of avoid but um like I talked about in my piece last night she's been really really great at bouncing back from those setbacks and kind of having that short-term memory loss mindset where just put it out of mind out of sight and go move on to the next hole and hopefully um look for birdies out there so who do you like uh, going into the weekend? Uh, how far back do you think somebody might be able to come on this course? Obviously, that uh, a lot of players are still getting used to. You've got 15 players within four shots of the lead starting the third round. Yeah, I think someone I'm really excited about, I don't know if she could be a contender to win, but she's definitely in the mix, it is um, amateur Amari Avery. She's a sophomore at USC, um, and she's actually playing She's playing the course blind right now. She just came off of Pac-12s where USC won the team title. So she's on this crazy run of momentum right now, but didn't get to see the course for any practice rounds. Um, and she's at two under right now, tied for 26 as an amateur, playing the course blind. Um, she has her dad on the bag. And if you haven't heard anything about Amari, she, um, she's this all-American star. Her, her name kind of got out there in the 2013 documentary called The Short Game that followed a bunch of junior golfers and their families and kind of looked into the life of these elite junior players. And that's where she took off, and she's really held her own since um, she played on the winning Curtis Cup team last year, where she won, I think she was maybe four and one. She had an amazing record as a, as a rookie on the Curtis Cup team. Um, so I'm really excited to watch how she puts together these last two rounds over the weekend. It looks like she's, I think, even through her first two holes today. 
Um, so it's really exciting to see some of this young talent rising through the ranks. I mean, we saw Sam Bennett at the Masters yep. um, just put on an unbelievable performance coming in his fifth year, senior year, fifth year at Texas A&M. Um, so it just kind of shows how deep the talent pool in golf is right now. And it's just really exciting to see. Well, we're looking uh, forward to it. Uh, you'll be covering this event uh, for SI Golf. So it's uh, si.com slash golf. You can go get the full articles. You can get links to them uh, at Gabby Herzig, H-E-R-Z-I-G. So collegiate player, a proud Sage Hen. Great nickname, by the way. <laughs> Much better than my alma mater. So, uh, uh, but uh, where did you like to play most? What course uh, down there in the California area did you uh, really thoroughly enjoy for people that need to get out of the wet and the muck up here, go down south and play somewhere? Yeah, there we played a bunch of courses in the kind of Inland Empire area. Um, one that comes to mind, which we didn't necessarily play for college, but I kind of would go there with my teammates when we had off weeks or in the fall was um, – this amazing course called Oak Quarry. It's um, it's probably 45 minutes away from Claremont, where um, my college was, Pomona College, and it's built into this like old rock quarry. So you have these holes that are surrounded by giant rock formations, and you literally feel like you're on a different planet playing the golf course. And it's kind of a, a hidden gem in in the inland um, California, Southern California area. So I highly recommend that course there to we- anyone who's who's over there. And then, uh, obviously, the PGA's got the team event. What would your walk-up music be? Oh, that is such a good question. Um, hmm, I haven't thought about this one. I guess I'm, I'm, into, I'm into dance music. I'm really liking um, John Summer right now. Fisher, who's a DJ that performed at actually the Live Australia event the other day. So maybe maybe something something like that to uh, to hype the crowd up. <laughs> there you go. Well, it's been a pleasure. Hopefully, uh, we can reach out and have you uh, back on the show here as uh, all the tours get into their uh, meat of their schedule with majors coming up. Gabby Herzig, thanks so much. Uh, enjoy the rest of uh, the Chevron Championship, and we'll look for your coverage at si.com slash golf. Thank you so much, Jason. Happy to go on. All righty. There you go. Gabby Herzig, uh, the LPGA first major of the season, the Chevron Championship. Round three underway. The weather has passed. They have uh, caught up. Alem Kim, your leader at eight under par. Megan Kang, Lilia Vu at seven under. Brooke Henderson, Patty Tavitanikit, and Nelly Korda all at six under. So a nice-looking leaderboard going into the weekend. You'll get coverage uh, starting on the Golf Channel at noon, and then uh, at 1 o'clock it'll get picked up by NBC. So they're going to get network coverage here one to three both today and tomorrow uh, through the end of the championship. So we'll see uh, how that one plays out at their new venue. When we come back, uh, update you. She mentioned USC won the Pac-12 Women's Championship. The Oregon Ducks finished second. Uh, A great final round to move up. Didn't quite get the Trojans, but uh, we'll update that for you as well. And still to come at 840, uh, Ross Kakula is the uh, head of instruction out at Arrowhead Country Club or Golf Club out in Malala. But he is an instructor for the PGA's HOPE program, working directly with military uh, veterans, helping golf uh, through golf, help them reestablish themselves and get assimilated to civilian life. So we'll get an update on that program. And maybe if you've got uh, a military uh, member in your family, how to help direct them to a program here uh, for one of their clinics. We're making the turn here. It's Golf of the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. Okay, picture this. 
It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This is Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. Thanks very much once again to Gabby Herzig, Sports Illustrated Golf, for uh, hopping on with us. We'll talk to Ross Kakula here in just a few moments about the PGA's HOPE program working with veterans. Uh, for those of you, you've maybe heard the tease. We've got the date set for the uh, Fan Golf Classic. I believe this will be the ninth uh, annual Fan Golf Classic I would strongly urge you to stay tuned to the radio station on Monday for uh, some more updates on details of things. And uh, be ready because we will uh, all love to see everyone out there again at Langdon Farms uh, in uh, late June to uh, once again come together when the weather is much nicer. Uh, And one thing I'm trying to work with uh, both our tournament as well as uh, the PGA uh, all the pros in the uh, Oregon chapter. Uh, one thing that Harold, uh, my late co-host, had had started for those that listen to the show, his club swap, trying to find ways to get good quality equipment and clubs fitted properly into the hands of young junior players at uh, virtually no cost or very little cost. So part of the process is collecting clubs. So as you start getting out there, playing more, that's if you decide maybe ah, I need a new driver, I need a new putter, don't toss the old one, don't give it to Goodwill. If it's relatively new, uh, hasn't been, it's still in good shape, 
Uh, those are definitely things, and I'm hoping we can use our golf tournament, the Fan Golf Classic, uh, as a collection point for clubs that they will be able to then use and do a big club swap um, over the winter is when they usually do it before the high school season starts for junior league season starts for 2024. So keep that in the back of your mind. Uh, I will have much, much more details, but uh, it's very important to, to me to try to have something uh, that, that was so important to Harold that we can continue to be a part of and kind of bring back COVID really did a number on, on that because the fitting process for the junior golfers was so uh, much a personal, you know, right there together and COVID, obviously uh, those things weren't able to happen. Congratulations to the Oregon Ducks women's golf team runners up at the Pac-12 tournament. They made a great furious finish on the uh, third and final round Wednesday at the Papago golf course uh, down in the Phoenix area. Uh, they entered in fourth. Uh, they were six under 282 in the final round. Couldn't quite catch number one Stanford. Uh, but uh, they had a great, great finish. And uh, Minori Nagano, the junior, a six under 66, best round by any player in the field that week. So they will find out on Wednesday the 26th uh, where they go in the NCAA regionals. Uh, of course, they finished runner-up to Stanford last season at the NCAA championship, so they are starting to go on a run. The men's tournament will start on Friday of this week. They will be at the Stanford Golf Course in Palo Alto. Arizona State uh, is the favorite. They are ranked number three right now in the uh, top 25, but you've got Stanford at 12, uh, Arizona at 18, and the Oregon Ducks ranked 21st in the country. So four ranked Pac-12 teams uh, that are looking to do some damage and make their way to the NCAA regionals and hopefully the NCAA championships uh, coming up later this month. So that's what's going on uh, there, uh, getting you up to date on where things are at. So um, next week, well, we hope to... Uh, I think we're going to have somebody from the Campbell course uh, joining us. They've got a big fundraising event. The Campbell course now is the host of the children's course there in Gladstone, as well as the first tee of Portland. And so uh, we'll get a little information. They've got a big event coming up. Um, and it's just, it's, it's that time. I know the weather has just got everybody out of the mindset of it's golf time, but it really is. So junior leagues are starting up. The summer schedules are starting up. Um, and so a lot of those programs that you're looking to get your junior golfer involved in need funding uh, and able to get going. So an opportunity for people to get involved. You do not look thrilled, Will. No, I was going to say, you uh, you getting out there next weekend? It's going to be the 70s, bruh. Well, uh, the Hops have a two-week homestand starting on Tuesday next week. So Just blow it off. Um, no, they, you know, I... Look, I wear many hats. So I know you do. I need to be there. Look, I will be practicing. I will be practicing quite a bit. I'll be getting out in my home course yeah. out at Forest Hills. A lot of changes going on there. Marcus did a lot of work in the off season. They've spruced up the clubhouse. Uh, they've made sixteen much more accessible. Far less double bogeys. A lot more opportunities to score on that hole. They got rid of a tree that was in the way getting over the water. They expanded the green. 
Uh, so yeah, you can actually make a four there now instead of all the sixes I've been putting up over the years at that hole. Oh, man. But Fresh Clubhouse, uh, they really did a number on that. Uh, they have uh, done a lot of reconstruction around the tee boxes, so uh, anxious to get out there and uh, play that. But I'll be practicing a lot. All four practice greens have been uh, redone. They're ready to go. The bunker areas uh, behind the clubhouse. So um, can't wait to get out there. Get the short game in shape because it was a little rusty out at OLCC. So uh, hopefully everybody's taking advantage of that as well. Tee times are going to be hard to get, so get out there early. Uh, get logged in, however you're doing it. Call your uh, call your clubhouse. Call your local pro. And I imagine there's going to be a lot of people with some lessons they're looking for as well, trying to sharpen things up. So uh, now's the time. Always we recommend uh, it's your favorite course or your home course. Get in touch with your local pro. We will talk to the local pro head of instruction out at Arrowhead Golf Club here. When we return, learn more about the PGA Hope Program, working with veterans, uh, helping them reassimilate to civilian life through the game of golf. That is next. Ross Kukula here. It's Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Which new driver is best for your game? Who makes the best golf gear? Where should you take your next golf vacation? Which local course should you get to know better? This is the business of golf every week on Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. 840 here this morning. Golf in the Northwest following us. It's Center and Saints. So much drama from the NBA playoffs. Uh, the spring game down in Corvallis. Everybody excited to see if DJ Uyunglele is the answer at quarterback for the Beavs. So uh, you can join them. Then we've got NBA playoff action, 4 o'clock here this afternoon on the fan. Uh, Bucks lead the Heat two games to one. Doesn't look like Giannis is going to be available here in game four. Didn't matter in game three. All of that to come here later today. But now we are very pleased to have joining us here in the business of golf, uh, Director of Instruction out at Arrowhead Golf Club. He has spent time uh, as a golf pro at Bandon Dunes. Uh, He has uh, spent time at Oswego Lake Country Club, Ross Kukula. Good morning, Ross. Thanks so much for joining us here this morning. Hey, Jason. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Well, I know one of the uh, PGA Hope is uh, a part of the PGA Reach, their charitable foundation, Hope Standing for Helping Our Patriots Everywhere, uh, a flagship program uh, working with PGA pros uh, all across the country, including here in the Northwest, uh, using golf uh, as a form of uh frankly, therapy, physical and mental uh, therapy for those veterans and active military. Um, explain a little bit about the program and, and why it was uh, something you decided you wanted to get involved with and start hosting clinics. Yeah, you know, from a detailed standpoint, uh, so there's me and there's Rob Gibbons, our retired head professional out here. And uh, me and him run a program where we have 10 vets and or active duty military will run six to eight weeks semesters where we meet weekly for 90 minutes or two hours. And, and we go over skill sets and, and help the golfers learn how to play golf. It's kind of a mixture of golfers that have experience, some that are starting brand new. 
And at the end of the day, like you just said, it it is a form of therapy. I, I don't know about you, Jason, but personally, that's what golf is for me. So um, I think the best thing I can do for anybody ever is just to give them that form of therapy. And and uh, a few of these golfers now, they're, they're picking up golf for the first time. I've gotten them golf clubs, sets of or bags, sets of clubs, and um, got some of the ladies asking to join some of my further ladies programs. And um, like you said, it's about giving them an outlet for therapy and uh, getting away from the daily stresses. That's all we can really do with golf. And it's it's been a lot of fun. Well, and obviously, uh, veterans, active military, uh, dealing with different sorts of uh, uh, stresses in their lives than average civilians. And so uh, was there any special training you uh, and other PGA pros needed to go through and com- compete, uh, complete in order to uh, work directly? Because you are associated with the Department of Veterans Affairs. So there's there's a referral process. We'll talk a little bit about mm-hmm. that later. But uh, how much um, background did was provided for you in specifically dealing with veterans uh, and their particular issues? Yeah, we go through a training where uh, at the end of the day, we're, we're there to learn a lot about you know different types of PTSD and what they could be going through. Uh, and also the physical limitations that a golfer could have. And so, you know, we go through a day where we're trying to hit golf balls with uh, clubs modeled for somebody that might only have one arm, or we're trying to hit golf balls where we might have one leg and uh, using blinders on and and going through pretty much every scenario that we could face and just learning how to adapt to those situations. And at the end of the day, we've also got our, you know, our PGA background and we've been coaching for a very long time. And so we're able to adapt on the fly to uh, very common situations, but uh, at the end of the day, you know, my, my group of golfers, they're just a great group. Um, we, we don't have any golfers living with disabilities in, uh, in my groups and it's been a ton of fun, but, but yeah, it's a great training. You go through it and then you're, uh, able to run a PJ hope program after you're done. And then, um, I just, you know, for some of us that, that want to be good, I mean, the game can be so frustrating in and of itself, trying to get to the next, but, uh, get to the next level, lower your handicap, go from double digits to single digits, all of those sorts of things. Is it though, how do you then turn it around and use it as therapy for somebody that's dealing with, you know, PTSD or something like that? How, how does the game of golf translate to, um, you know, the specific needs of, of trying to find a way for uh, military veterans to, to get re-assimilated to civilian life. Yeah, I, I think just like with anything, you have to make it sustainable and uh, progressible. So, you know, if I took a brand new golfer and just threw him on the first tee box at Arrowhead and it's a 500-yard par five with trees on both sides, hitting over a river on the way there, like, it's so overwhelming that it will, it will be frustrating and it might not be therapeutic, even though you're outside in a beautiful environment. And so just finding ways to make progress, no matter how small you need to start to do it, I think is the key for any new golfer, let alone the vets and active duty members in this program. Uh, my favorite way of doing that is having people play short and golf courses with uh, the same target score of, you know, 36 is par, but Hey, let, let's do it from 25 yards first and, and then let's do it from 50 yards and then let's do it from a hundred yards and, and we can progress our way back. So the golf doesn't seem so overwhelming and frustrating along the way. 
And obviously great advice for anybody trying to uh, better themselves or get introduced to the game for the first time. And you mentioned Operation uh, 36, I believe, a program uh, that has been around for a little while. Um, For people that um, are interested in uh, directing a veteran to the program or veterans out there that uh, would like to get involved, what's the best way for them? Because it is it is a six to eight week curriculum. It's not just a one weekend or a one day sort of thing. So it's nice that they've got uh, some regular interaction and uh, checking in and, and developing through it to really get acclimated and comfortable with it. Is there a referral program or uh, a sponsorship program, maybe, if uh, somebody wants to sponsor a veteran to, to get out there and take advantage of it? Well, so that's maybe the best thing is that it's 100% free for anybody who joins. Um, whether, I mean, I, I will supply golf clubs, I will supply golf clothes, I will get you shoes, I will get you balls, tees, gloves, I will get you every piece that you could ever need. Um, so nobody's ever going to spend a dollar upon the program. They're going to get to play our golf course, use our facilities, uh, and on top of that, the, to find your program near you, uh, the best thing, I think, is to go on to pga.coach, which is a website that you can use to find your local PGA instructors. But uh, pga.coach uh, will have a bunch of references towards PGA Hope programs. And I'm pretty sure at this moment, like if you look up pga.hope and you looked up the Arrowhead program in Malala, it probably won't come up. And that's just because the fall session is actually Uh, full already and so when they fill up the registration comes off so even though there may be programs around you you might not see it there but uh, I think you can reach out to the VA also and they'll supply you with that information and uh, locally uh, for right now the only clubs that are doing this are uh, Arrowhead which is mine and then over at Meriwether National Mark Keating is running a program for 25 people as to where mine only has space for 10 right now um, so you can always reach out to those clubs and talk to that professional and try to join the wait list uh, for those programs if they are already full. There's also one down in Medford at Stone Ridge. Fantastic. Uh, if uh, people were interested maybe at their their club uh, trying to get uh, started, what's, uh, can they suggest or ask um, how would they go about maybe suggesting a, another program startup? Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, the, the PGA Hope program, it's really common on the East Coast right now. There's a lot of programs over there. Uh, and Ryan Young up in Tacoma at Chambers Bay was kind of the first person to ambassador this program. And he's been running it for a while now. And so between Ryan and the three locations now in Oregon, I'm pretty sure we're the only four. And so it's still a relatively new concept for the PGA professionals in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, it's going to start to take off. I can see that as clear as day. But uh, right now, if, if, a, if a local pro is looking to do that, uh, you can reach out to, I mean, on, you reach out to me and I'll point you in the right direction. Reach out to Ryan Young up at Chambers Bay and we'll gladly have conversations with you on how to do it. And then we can put you in contact with the ambassadors that will help set up your program. And it's, it is unbelievably simple. And then at the back end, it's unbelievably uh, rewarding for both us and the veterans. Ross Kakula is our guest, director of instruction out at Arrowhead Golf Club out in Malala. Uh, talk a little bit about the, the club itself. How have you guys uh, uh, survived? I mean, you've had a fair amount of spring snow out in that uh, neck of the woods. How has the course survived? What's been the biggest issue uh, for your superintendents to keep things uh, playable? And now that it's going to dry up, get the course uh, ready to go. It has been so rainy 
Oh, my goodness. I mean, we all know as golfers, I don't think I've played a sunny round since September. Uh, so, I mean, just dealing with the constant downpour, I think everybody's dealing with that. And uh, getting the mowers in the rough has been tough because it's just so thick in there and so so wet. And uh, so I feel like as a golfer, it's been that thick, rough playing and the ball's not rolling anywhere. And, Jason, I just want to see my three iron roll more than a foot. That's all I want. <laughs> Well, I was I was at one of your former courses, uh, Oswego Lake, on Thursday, and and it was as wet as could be. They had the greens though in great shape; they were still rolling out. But yeah, if you did not put it in the fairway, uh, we haven't seen a lot of mowers out there in the rough for for players that it, look. And it's still going to be a little drippy here before we get it going. Uh, what's the biggest thing to remember if you're going to go out and uh, either play or practice uh, in the rain? Uh, to keep yourself from just becoming totally frustrated with the with the situation. Yeah, you know, I I think it was Jack Nicholas that said when it starts raining, you can count out about fifty percent of the field. Um, so in one retrospect, it's like the mental process has to be there. You know, just because it's raining doesn't mean you have to start playing bad golf. Uh, Jared Lambert said it last week. Actually, one of the most important things you got to keep your hands warm and dry. Like I, I always have my umbrella out and I'll clip three or four of my gloves up uh, under the umbrella with a towel so I can keep those things dry and then put some heaters and some little hand warmers into my mitts. And those things have got to stay dry. If you lose your hands, you're going to lose your feel. And if you lose your feel, you're going to lose your game. And, uh, and then it's not as fun when you're that cold. So staying as dry as possible. And then mentally you got to stick with it and accept it as a challenge. I mean, I grew up on the Washington coast over in, uh, Long Beach, Washington, Surfside Golf Course, and if you didn't play in the rain, you didn't play golf, and that's just how it was. So, <laughs> no question. Uh, how do people uh, interested in your instruction? I know you uh, you had some uh, summer camps uh, that you did for uh, out at uh, Surfside there. Um, how, if people are interested in uh, getting your your perspective on things, your instruction, uh, your unique approach, how do they go about that? Yeah, I can uh, always. I, I've got a website. If you just Google my name, Ralph Cooler Golf. Um, it should come up on Google or whatnot, but um, find me on Instagram. Same thing, Ross Kukula, K-U-K-U-L-A, and uh, Arrowhead website. You can find me on there. You can reach out to me directly, and I can let you know what I got. A large Ladies Academy, large Junior Academy, and um, expanding those Junior Academies outwards. Uh, we just opened one up with the help of Jared Lambert. Actually, I'm your guest again. I don't yeah. mean to keep plugging Jared, but hey, if you're listening, Jared, there you go. <laughs> uh, we just opened up another one with Jared over at Astoria Country Club, and that's going awesome. So um, love working with the juniors. Uh, awesome ladies program, and the vets have been uh, an awesome complement to what we do here at Arrowhead. Well, fantastic. Again, it's PGA Hope. Just Google that, and that'll take you to links to uh, find out about the program. Uh, you can go to golfarrowhead.com specifically uh, to find out about the program there with Ross. Ross Kukula, Director of Instruction there. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes for us this morning. Looks like drier days are, are ahead, so you'll start to get that three iron to roll out to uh, 275, where I know you're striping it. And uh, and uh, we will uh, look forward to that and catch up with you later on down in the summer. Thank you, Jason. I appreciate it.
There you go. Thanks so much, Raj Kakula. That is K-U-K-U-L-A. If you're interested in the PGA Hope program, uh, pgareach.org. There's a link for military. That'll tell you about the program. Uh, You can link to programs uh, there. Again, out at Merriweather here closer to home on the the west side, uh, uh, Mark Keating is running the clinic out there if you have more questions and if you would like to see one at your course uh, get in touch with them Dominic Marconi there uh, with the PGA as well Uh, the Oregon chapter here can start to see about uh, what they would need to set one up at other courses but uh, fantastic if you have uh, a veteran or a military member in your family would like to see if they could take advantage of this program uh, reach out to them. That'll do it for us. Thanks again, once again, to Gabby Herzig from Sports Illustrated Golf. Excited to see uh, the new course, Carlton Woods, for the Chevron Championship. The team event uh, on the PGA Tour, third round underway. Uh, we'll see maybe if the Fitzpatrick brothers uh, can pull it off. Maybe Wyndham Clark, the former Duck, uh, can get his first PGA Tour win as well. Center and Saint is coming up next. Uh, next week, uh, I believe we will have a guest from the Campbell course, the children's course in the first tee of Oregon. They got a big fundraiser out at Waverly Country Club, an online auction as well. We'll tell you about uh, how you can help out uh, making sure that uh, great instruction, a great place for kids to learn the game, uh, continues to uh, provide those programs for them. That'll do it for us. Center and Saint is up next. Thanks to Will Darkins behind the glass. We'll talk to you next Saturday. I'm Jason. Hit them straight. You have an idea of how hard it's blowing. Which five am I putting out right. to, to score? Everything's starting to just come left. Fine. Hold up the sack out on the sidewalk at the street and right. just see if you can aim it in there from the porch. Just somebody out there with a big wooden paddle and balls are careening into tough spots. <laughs> you know how easy I am. Yeah, uh, I know. <laughs> Fiji's in Europe. Uh,